2: Hello and a warm welcome to the Offside Rule. And it is a warm welcome. It feels like the early stages of lockdown, doesn't it? With the sun beating down once again. It's me, Kate Borsay. And uh, one last time this season, I'm joined by my reporting rascals, stars of the mic and screen, Lindsay Hooper and Hayley McQueen. Hello to you both. Hello. I like being called a rascal. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> It is our last show of the season, ladies, but it does mean that we can celebrate the season that was, which is good news. Um, And I know, Hayley, you're recording in a slightly different location this week.
0: Yes, so I sound like I am recording at a professional level. I am in an edit suite at Sky. I've come in early for my shift to try and make sure we can do this because I've just about managed to get away with most weeks, you not hearing my little girl screaming or crying or whatever so i figured today i need to be ultimately professional because it's the end of the season we've got a huge award ceremony coming up as well don't we girls? yes so we do i needed so to make sure i was gloss. oh i was absolutely on it I've, i'm dressed up in a ball gown i've got my bling on <laughs> ah. full-on diamante yep dripping from my ears
2: Well, I can't claim to have the same outfit. I have, though, in an end-of-term party type of way. Mm. Got some cheese straws available if anyone wants one. I'll have to send them to you virtually.
1: Is this pre-birthday
2: food grub? Well, Mm. it is my birthday tomorrow. Yes, you're right. But, um, but you know, really, it's that kind of pack of iced rings, cheese twirls, some tortilla chips. It's that kind of standard end-of-term fodder, really, that I've got going on today. Everything's beige. Well, listen, uh, we can't ignore before we move on to our very exciting podcast episode, uh, the last day of the season uh, on last Sunday, as we record this, full of thrills and spills. And it was really, well, ended up in the last few minutes being all about that relegation battle. And you were at the heart of it, weren't you,
1: Lindsay, at West Ham? I was, although it didn't feel like being at the heart of anything when the stadium's empty, especially Mm. the London Stadium, because it feels pretty huge, doesn't it? empty space, yeah. I must admit that of all of the ones I've been to, that was the one where I felt most privileged to be there because you had this whole section of the stadium where only you and a couple of other people were and it, and it felt it felt like a big occasion in terms of the build up but then when the the actual full time whistle went Aston Villa although they knew that they got their job done by by getting that draw um and they'd seen results elsewhere they were just waiting on those final minutes yeah. from Watford to come through but really the day as it turned out had west ham got another goal it was actually bournemouth that bournemouth were, would have been saved mm. yeah they're the ones that w- would have benefited and then it makes you go back doesn't it to that that goal that wasn't uh, against Sheffield United and and yes. you do think oh that that's people's futures and livelihoods and you look at clubs and them they're, they're making redundancies i know that so th- these are big calls but um i was delighted for for villa on the day and jack grealish getting that Had goal to be grealish didn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> And
2: Hayley, as a Manchester United fan, I'll tell you what, considering where you were pre-lockdown, third place, ain't too shabby, is it?
0: I mean, (laughs) at one stage of the season, I was thinking we'll be lucky if we finish in the top half, to be fair. Mm. But um, yeah, finishing, obviously, above Chelsea. okay level on points, but still above Chelsea because of goal difference. Um, Yeah, is a massive achievement, just behind Liverpool and Manchester City. Only kidding. We're so far behind those two teams (laughs) at the moment, but it doesn't matter. I don't care. Qualifying for the Champions League again, being up there or thereabouts. I said, didn't I? I'd made my predictions. I did say it was going to be Man United and Chelsea up there. That's that's just because that was being. Yeah. Yeah, we were being. I was just being optimistic. And... See, I wasn't
1: because I'm not like I'm not the fan like you no. are. So you were being optimistic, but I, act- I actually went for Man United in third, Chelsea fourth, and Leicester slip into fifth. So got yeah. that bang on. But the relegation, we ne- none of us did very no, well. Did no, we, we didn't no. at
2: all. Bailed. And actually, I'm really pleased for Frank Lampard as well as Solskjaer, mm. because you know, young. Dynamic managers, Frank Lampard's Mm. had his transfer ban to deal with, um, had to rely on younger players. We know that Solskjaer invested in younger players as well. So I think something really positive to be said at the end of this strange old season, that investing in young, bright, ambitious managers Mm. can pay off. So that wraps up the majority of the season, certainly in the Premier League. Coming up then on this show, it's time to hand out some awards. We are going to declare our alternative Offside Rule mm. awards once again, uh, seeing as Hayley's dressed up for the occasion. So that's coming up. We'll also... <laughs> <laughs> we're also saying a few goodbyes to some footballing friends and different things involved in the game, and because it's the end of season podcast, we have a rematch mm. of who's in the bag. Now, who won last time, Lindsay?
1: You did. Okay, thanks. Oh, oh thanks well, actually, it was, it was a it was a draw, wasn't it? Well, this is why we're having we a rematch. Okay. <laughs> So this is
2: why we're having a rematch and and this is where stealth Haley will come in from behind
1: and w- both our asses. So, um, Can I just you know, say, though, I'm gonna that do. It, it was pointed out to me by, by several listeners oh, come that on. it really needs some work, this game. Producer Abby usually is, is really on these sorts of things when competition's involved. But, you know, the competition element actually doesn't reside with the, the person who who's doing it it's how quickly you answer as my competitor all i'm I'm gonna say
2: is a poor workman should never blame the tools Lindsay hooper we'll just all Um, do our best for each other and see how it goes yeah we do have a slightly remodeled version of the game though so Mm -hmm. that's coming up at the end of the show a quick reminder that we're on jack radio for one last time this season friday at four in the afternoon Okay. Topic number one, and the winner is sound effect, please, Haley. <laughs> do, do,
0: do, 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 do.
2: as it's the end of the season it's time to dish out our alternative offside rule awards Uh, none of your usual player of the season or manager of the season, goal of the season no, we can save that for all the others, instead we like to do things as ever a bit differently so I'd like some alternative awards, tell us the category please ladies, who's in the running for the award and then the eventual winner as voted for by you, shall we ask Hayley McQueen to get Involved with this
0: first. Okay, so some of these are positive, some are negative, and we're gonna start with own goal of the season. And Mote and your in a lot of space wide of him. Mote, your Own goal by Adrian Mariapa. That was actually courtesy of a put a little call to arms up on Twitter saying we're doing these awards today if anyone wants to get involved please shout out and yes someone very kindly tweeted me that and I remembered it straight away and made sure that it it beat all the other own goals so well done Mariapa on your own goal against Brighton (laughs) an award that he's not going to want to collect
1: ah Lindsay A game I like to play each season is the manager linked with the most Premier League job vacancies. Ah. Uh, This happens every single season. What I have to say is there haven't been as many dismissals as previous campaigns. By my count, I think there were six Premier League managers that had lost their jobs by December. And I think only Nigel Pearson coming in at Watford was the other one. So I think we're at seven, unless I've missed any, but people can remind me. Now, the usual contenders... They faded away a little. Alan Pardew, he would be up there as a nomination. Alan Kerbishley is always in the list. Mm -hmm. Neil Warnock, who actually did get a job at Borough this season. Harry Redknapp, uh, a big contender. You'd say highly commended goes to Rafa Benitez since he left Newcastle. He gets linked with pretty much every job going. But hands down, the one, every single time a job comes up. And most recently, I heard about one in the championship as well. Mauricio Pochettino. Because since he left Spurs, he's hot property and has been linked with everything. Mm. Blimey. All right, let's continue then with the biggest spat
2: award. Now, Colleen versus Rebecca, I think we all know what oh. this one is about. And I'm going to tread carefully because, to be fair, Rebecca Vardy's come out and said she's really struggled with things since uh, since Colleen Rooney um, declared that it was Rebecca Vardy's account that had been allegedly leaking stories about the Roonies to the press. But the 10-dot ellipsis, uh, the way in which the story, whether it's true or not, was was written by Colleen Rooney, has to be in the running for this award. Uh, Gareth Bale and Real Madrid, here's another connection. Another nominee for you pretending to be asleep on the bench, the goggle eyes. Uh, So that's another biggest spat. Um, Hugo Lloris and Son had that little fisticuff pushing session, didn't they, against Everton earlier this month. That was another contender. But I'm going to go for a Liverpool-themed one here. I know that they made up afterwards, but back in August, Sadio Mane, do you remember his meltdown after Mo Salah failed to pass him the ball um, during an away fixture against Burnley? And Mane kicked off on the bench, didn't he, after being subbed off. So he gets the award for the biggest spat with a close second of Colleen versus Rebecca. But because we're not... 100% sure about how genuine all that was. Um, I've put that down into
0: second. Uh, Hayley, what have you got next? Yeah, well, the the off-field shenanigans, I actually think an award has to go to the person that came up with um, the hashtag, which went along with the Colleen Rooney, Rebecca Vardy saga. Of course, um, Rebecca's now suing Colleen Rooney for libel over Everyone's calling it the Wagatha Christie feud because, of course, somebody called it Wagatha Christie. So an award there for the person that started that hashtag. I've gone for kind of a factual one here, actually. I do have some fun ones coming up as well. But factual, who do you think are the top three fastest players in the Premier League? Well, the award is going to a Manchester City player, but it's Man United who are in third. Mason Greenwood is one of the fastest Mm. in the league. Then you've got Lindsay Wolves coming in. Triora, yep, but guess who it is of Manchester City? Who's the fastest player in the league? Go on, um, Jesus. No, no, Kyle Walker. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. Really? Actually, I
1: had I had heard that
0: Yeah. As well so on, a, Walker, on a commentary you... that he was pretty quick. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And so for his Phil, age to still motor yes, on like
0: that. That's exactly what that was going to be my point as well for his age. You've got Phil Foden, who's in the top 10, as well as another Manchester United player in there, Fred. And actually, um, Wan-Bissaka of United is in the top five. So I just thought I'd throw a few little facts in there for you. But what about, if I'm going to just throw in another award, what about the worst performer of the season? Who's had a flop of the season? Who's maybe caused so much trouble that they've made headlines for all the wrong reasons? Well, can we look any further than VAR? It's not yes. an individual at the club. It's not a manager. It is the technology itself that has let everybody down. Too right, Haley. And the fact that referees are not going
1: to those pitch side monitors. Enough. I hope we see more of that next season. Just use the monitor and let the <laughs> referee God do sake. the refereeing and try not to have to go to Stockley Park so much. Mm. Mm. Lindsay. Never write him off award. Uh, there's always oh. one of these every year oh. as well. And my contenders for this season are Gary Cahill, who moved yes. to Crystal Palace, oh. Sheffield United's Billy Sharp, who lots of people didn't think would cut it in the Premier League and a player that left the Premier League to go to Scotland, and my winner, Jermaine Defoe. Oh, mm, yes. Good shout indeed. Um, how about the biggest meltdown
2: when the TV cameras are on? His number one contender, Roy Keane, just can't stand David De Gea. Have a listen to this.
0: I'm Schumann here watching this game of football. I am staggered at Maguire, staggered at an international player can just get done like this. And I am sick to death of this goalkeeper. I would be fighting him at halftime. There is no getting away from that. I would be swinging punches at that guy.
2: So there you go, Roy Keane uh, making no bones about the fact that he's not David De Gea's number one fan. Um, Then we have Pep Guardiola versus match officials in general. Um, But the game I'm going to pick out is Liverpool's 3-1 win over Manchester City at Anfield Mm. back in November. City had been denied a handball in the early stages. They were denied a second penalty by VAR and Pep just lost it. He theatrically screamed twice at the assistant referee and this is sort of one you have to see but he puts his fingers in that v position to indicate two and waves them um at michael oliver uh really angrily topped off by the end of the game sarcastically shaking hands with oliver while saying thank you so much uh in a very not um genuine way uh so he's our next contender granite Zaka. Got to mention this one, being booed by Arsenal's fans while being substituted against Crystal Palace in October. Uh, Then he turned round and told them all to, yes, we know what goes there. Um, He was stripped of the Arsenal captaincy a couple of weeks later, wasn't he? So the biggest meltdown when the TV cameras are on. I think the award has to go to Granit Xhaka because it was a mega meltdown and it was also quite shocking as well. One that will stay with us. Uh, Let's go to you,
0: Hayley. What about the biggest flop? I feel like I'm being a bit mean here, aren't I? But yeah, the biggest flop of the season. Um, So you mentioned Everton there, and and that's unfortunately who the award is going to go to. It's winging its way up to Goodison Park because Alex Iwobi signed for Everton for £35 million last August. And what have they got from that? Just one goal. And um, yeah, I think... uh, Arsenal must just be rubbing their hands thinking, wow, biggest over the odds payment ever. Yeah. I don't know if anybody would have predicted that him being as bad. You'd have thought he'd have just slotted in nicely. Of course, big fish up there in a, in a, I don't want to say Everton are a small team. They're not a small team at all. But, they're just always underachievers, Everton. You just think, finally, they're going to get one player that's going to stand out. Finally, they're going to get their main man. Finally, they're going to get a big signing that's going to work out. Just hasn't quite happened. So, it be and Everton, I'm sorry, but you've bagged the biggest flop award. Oh, Lindsay. Does that mean...
1: I know. Like. Well, it's a bit mean when you think that Christian Benteke has been doing this for many seasons. OK, well, let's stop being
2: mean if we can. Uh, this is meant to be a happy family
1: celebrating the end of season
2: awards.
1: Uh, Lindsay? I can be positive. I will step up with that. Uh, best work done off the pitch. It's going to be a collective award because we cannot define between Aww. the achievements of these mm. young gentlemen mm. who have been honestly inspirational. Marcus mm. Rashford with the school dinners, lobbying government, um, being very passionate as well um, about that. Jordan Henderson, he got all the players together and that was what that campaign was called for the NHS um, when football returned after lockdown. And Raheem Sterling, for all the work that he's done regards addressing racism in football. And and we're talking really early on in the season as well and and way before all of the the Black Lives Matter movement. So uh, Raheem Sterling up there too. Yeah,
0: speaking out. Thank you, Lindsay. I have an award and this kind of covers both the teams who are involved in this game because um, it's one match but contrasting for these two sides. The award is for most embarrassing scoreline, but also an award goes to the biggest win and the award goes to Southampton, losing 9 nil to Leicester. Uh, Um, I've got this one. (laughs) Yep, two hat-tricks. Then they had to go and play Manchester City twice off the back of this in the FA Cup and the League Cup. Ryan Bertrand was sent off. It was probably the worst game of Southampton's season. Yeah, poor Southampton. But also the award for the biggest win then has to go to Leicester City. I'm going to finish off ladies with best kept secret because every single season we're looking
1: out for new players and there are some that have rightly got the headlines. um, And we know all about them. You know, Fernandez coming in at United, uh, Dwight McNeil at Burnley. Lots of people have been talking about Mason Mount, I think has got a lot of credit, Uh, Daniel James. um, There's quite a lot that we've already been talking about, aren't there? And I want to, Shine a light on some of the, the players that have had regular first-team action, but maybe we haven't mm-hmm. spoken about as much. Are they the best-kept secrets in the Premier League? Mm-hmm. Aaron Ramsdale at Bournemouth yes. in goal. I do wonder whether a oh, Premier yeah. League club will now come oh, in yeah. for him now that he's um, he's gone down with Bournemouth, because I think
0: he very much impressed on occasions. Oh, he's, he's too good not to play in the Premier League, isn't he?
1: You'd think so, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Aaron Connolly at Brighton. I think he's been very consistent for them and he always poses a threat. He does a lot of running, as does my next contender, Leander Dendonka, a very versatile player at Wolverhampton Wanderers. Federico Fernandez at Newcastle definitely overlooked you know people will talk about Sam Maximan and I think Debravka got their player of the year this season but Fernandez, if you're a Newcastle fan you know what he brings to the team and for West Ham Susek um, who's oh, got yeah. a four year permanent deal now from Slavia Prague and is definitely a player that David Moyes enjoys uh, watching and including in the team mm. and one maybe for next season so out of those best kept secret which one would you give it to?
2: I was going to add in Norwich's Max Aaron's, who I know we've, we've sort of spoken about before but in terms of young, you know, mm. players coming out of the coming out of the woodwork and being amazing. Um, but in terms of the ones that you've nominated, um, I might I might give it to a goalkeeper, you know, because there are a fair few old goalkeepers, aren't there, in the Premier League? Because it's something like six teams have got goalkeepers aged 33 or over. So, therefore, I would say for a young goalkeeper to take such plaudits, even though Bournemouth have been relegated,
0: I would say Aaron Ramsdale. Yeah? I, I, I would probably, if I was going to pick out of those, I'd probably go with Susick, because as you say... You kind of hear his name. He's regular in terms of scoring a, a couple of goals. He scored, I think, three in 12 Premier League games since the restart. Of course, scoring a crucial goal as well against Chelsea, which it was for West Ham to be scoring against Chelsea. And the fact that they can manage to sign him on a permanent deal, I think, may be one of the signings of the season as well. That's kind of just sort of under the radar. Mm. Mm.
2: All right. Well, that rounds to an end, our end of season awards. Um, I had a few more for you. My absolutely favourite stat of the season is both Jordan Henderson and Mohamed Salah have become dads again nine months after that Barcelona game. You can figure that one out for yourselves. And I did just want to reference uh, Vivian Miedemar as well. Excellent player, but who else (laughs) has scored a double hat-trick in one game and provided four assists in the same 90-minute period. So in terms of a stat of the season, uh, I did want to mention Vivian Miedemar, Arsenal's excellent forward, uh, one player of the season as well. So um, awesome stuff. All right, well, that wraps up our end-of-season awards, ladies. Uh, We'll get them sent out in the post to any of those recipients Listening. Next up, we're going to say some goodbyes.
0: So long, farewell, I'll be the same night. I hate to go and leave this pretty
2: sight. Okay, topic two. So long, farewell, it's the end of season. We've given out the awards but we're also going to have to say goodbye to some friendly faces, clubs, stadiums, hairstyles, moments. Uh, So it's about right that we bid a fond farewell to those footballing stalwarts that we've come to know and love. Lindsay, I'm going to start with you. Where do your goodbyes begin?
1: Oh, we have to begin with the mini magician, the supremo that is David Silver at Manchester City. Ten years at the club, won four English titles, World Cup winner, pretty much won everything that. Winning to win in football. Um, mm. Gary Neville um, of course talking from the red side of Manchester saying City's first world class player in his lifetime. Wow. Uh, Jamie Carragher on Sky said he was City's finest ever player and he's being linked at the moment now with David Beckham's into Miami, uh, maybe Dubai, Lazio, a return he's to got Valencia. he the pick of bit. not he? Yeah. yeah he's not short of offers no. is he? <laughs> what a career it's been. There have been some articles as well surfacing about Toure and what he brought to City because I think in the Wake of everybody appreciating exactly what David Silver has done, and many people thinking that Yaya Toure was also a key player over the years, Um, but certainly the Premier League will be less entertaining for having David Silver in it. And there are other players bidding farewell, so I'm going to chip in straight away. Pedro at Chelsea, he's gone to Roma. Dejan Lovren has left Liverpool for Zenit in Petersburg. Uh, we've seen as well that um, Harry Kane, there was a picture online of him saying goodbye to Jan Vertonghen and Michelle Vorm at Spurs. Uh, they've both moved on. So there's players leaving all over. OK, Hayley, who are you going to wave tatty bye to?
0: Oh, I'm waving bye to a man who is going to leave a club making the Premier League just... Uh... A little bit less cool. It is Leighton Baines. It's oh. goodbye forever. Oh, yeah. See another. Yeah. yeah, one of the coolest players in the Premier League. You'd have to add so cool. He was offered the chance to go and play for Manchester United. He was like, nah, do you know what? Not going to happen. I'm not going to be tempted. Not going to head back up with uh, David Moyes over there. Probably a good job he didn't because things went downhill at United after that. I would have been delighted if he'd have come. Things might have changed if, he, if he'd have joined. But the mainstay of the Everton side, first name on the team sheet, you'd have to say. He won absolutely nothing there in 13 years, but he just didn't care. He won 30 caps for England. Probably would have won more if it wasn't for a and Ashley Cole. Um, he's just the perfect modern fullback he contributed 85 goals in the Premier League that's 53 assists and 32 goals um, a joy to watch just went about his business in the coolest of ways and who can forget him packing his guitar for the 2014 World Cup he's been seen as well <laughs> oh, God, in a so quirky little games. yep coffee houses <laughs> around uh, Liverpool attending uh, rock gigs as well he's just a, a a really cool guy be interesting to see what happens to him after football but yeah he He's as cool off the field as he is from the penalty spot. And it's, um, yeah, yeah, a big loss, a big loss to the Premier League from yeah. one of its own. And, and a homegrown player staying at his boyhood club. It doesn't really happen very often, does it, that they stay there for their for their full careers? Well I'll chip
2: in with another player that's um saying goodbye called the first Jurgen Klopp player of uh, of Klopp's Liverpool reign and that's Adam Lallana. Of course he's joined Brighton had some lovely things to say about being at Liverpool. Um I don't think he minds the decision at all. In turn Jurgen Klopp's had some really lovely things to say about him as well and and I respect Lallana a lot. He's always looking to push myself he said um, and he feels like Brighton will be the perfect fit for him. So I'm excited for him uh, to see what what he can bring to that Brighton side. I also want to reference Goodbye Griffin Park. I know you've probably got this as well, Lynn's, but um, it needs to be mentioned, doesn't it? This week saw the last ever game at Griffin Park, Brentford Stadium, um, probably a little bit later than they thought the last game would be when they were planning for this at the beginning of the season. But yeah, I mean, the stadium um, outdated undoubtedly but probably Mm. the last of London's old school stadiums you know standing terraces, the suburban location, the communal pride, not quite the send off that the fans wanted because of course they couldn't be there but it is goodbye to Griffin Park and hello to
1: the Brentford Community Stadium Mm. They might not have been there but what a result to end on, getting into the playoff final Mm. by by beating Swansea, Um, what a performance that they gave for that final final game there, a pub on every Corner and I never ever got to do all no, four. No, you didn't. You didn't get to call every one of them. <laughs> no, but I've been there many times. I think I've done about three of the pubs, but um, oh. not all in one afternoon. Um, I'm going to finish with Birmingham City on a couple of notes because it's goodbye to the number twenty two shirt, as we know, <laughs> um, Jude Bellingham. If you saw all the whip up about that on Twitter, um, shirts being retired, maybe that's a, a topic for a future podcast next season, ladies. Uh, but also in women's football, if you like Birmingham City women, you've followed them for many years. Shocking news that Keris Harrop has left the club. You talk about stalwarts and and players that have been there and she was captain for many years. Uh, She's sort of synonymous with that club and now has joined Spurs Women. Uh, Looks like Rachel Williams will be following her as well. Another player that's been at Birmingham City for some time. So if you like your women's football, I'm not sure that that bodes well for Birmingham City for next season. Mm. Hayley?
0: Yeah, a final one from me, Horelio Gomez, who is of course leaving oh, I've Watford. Oh, this one too. And yeah, you know why I like oh, it so I love much him. because it meant so much to him to be at the club. He of course was going to retire last season, decided to stay on. Only made a couple of appearances, but completely sobbed his heart out when Watford got relegated knowing that he's not even going to be there next season he's not going to be playing with them he's 39 years old he's had a pretty good innings he just seems like an absolutely lovely man a real gentleman and his Instagram post was very emotional saying you know yeah, it, it was. it's hurting it will hurt for a while not because of myself because I'm the least affected I knew one day it was going to come to an end but I feel for the fans I feel for my teammates and friends I just think what a lovely lovely guy I actually sat next to him on a flight on the way back from can't remember where it was but he'd been on a little um, trip he'd been on a trip oh it was from Turkey he'd been to a wedding in Turkey and I was with my other half I was pregnant at the time I was tired I was suffering a bit of morning sickness it was during the season as well but of course he wasn't really playing was he last season mm. and um he he was sat next to me and I did not even introduce myself and say hi because I looked absolutely horrendous you can just imagine morning morning sick tired getting up from an early flight and he just sat there reading a book quietly in economy class not looking like the Premier League footballer wow. that he is he there probably
1: knew though Haley, because he is that sort of guy that he just remembers you and um, we did an interview with him for the Offside Rule Exclusives um, and I'd, I'd met him quite a few times at Watford and, and from that moment on every time I said he remembers, comes he's over, charming, says hi. Isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he crossed the street on um, on Oxford Street to come and say hello to me Aww. the once. And yeah, I just think I think he's one of the good guys, and he may be one of those footballers for a future topic that we do. He goes on to become a pastor because that's what he wanted to do.
0: Oh yeah, mm. of course.
2: Um, a quick shout out for our colleague Robin Cowan, who's going to be going on mat leave very soon. She's Aww. having a baby, so. Baby. Um, Uh, She might be missing at the start of next season. So all the best to Robin from us. And I've just put a little note here that I won't be sad to see the back of Watford's Premier League manager turnover four in one season. Uh, Let's hope that changes next season. And maybe they think about sticking with one man um, throughout the whole of the championship. Who knows? Um, All right. That's it uh, of our fond farewells. Next up, it's the big billing in lights across the top of this podcast. It's competition time
1: the way you the okay
2: here it is the moment you've all been waiting for it's the who's in the bag rematch a few episodes ago we played a game called who's in the bag where we had to quickly describe footballers in 30 seconds which resulted in some interesting descriptions uh, but more importantly a draw. Which did not sit well with you, did it, Lindsay Hooper?
1: Well, I I don't like not having a clear winner, I must admit. But I also was a little confused by the rules and I understand that they've been adapted.
2: OK, well, there are two key adjustments here, Lindsay, um, compared to how we played it last time. Number one, the time itself, we're increasing to 45 seconds rather than 30. And number two, in the case of a tie, the best guesser. Will be crowned champion, and if people still can't be separated after that, then Abby will producer Abby will describe someone, and the first person to guess it wins. Let's hope all of our internet connections are running as fast as each other. <laughs> uh, but do we understand all the rules, and are we happy?
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: that okay. like Battle commence. Lindsay, just like before, you're going to go first. Your time will start when oh you receive gosh. a list of names from Abby via WhatsApp.
1: Are you ready, both? Do me proud. Reading women's player, also played for the Lionesses, one of the older players in midfield. You've seen her many times, Kate. Oh, my goodness. Farrah Williams. Yes. Um, oh. Southampton legend. Matt um, yes, um, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. We've got a former England captain, played for Spurs. Um, I think he might have squeezed your bum at one point, Kate.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Who's that? Who squeezed my bum? I know you definitely got chatted up by him once. Um oh. Sol Campbell? Yes. Um, England manager. <laughs> oh, God, that's so embarrassing. Um, yes. England what? Current one? Yes. Um, and then we've got um, Manchester City, best striker ever in Don't their silver. history. Yeah. No, right now, playing still. Um, um, Martin Sterling. Tyler. Martin Tyler moment.
0: Oh! Oh, Aguero. Aguero. Yes. Of course. Yes. Aguero. Duh. <laughs> All right.
2: So, oh, Lindsay, hey. you've got four there. Good going. Hayley, you're next.
0: Okay, right, go. Um, Scottish, former Rangers legend. Anna McCoy's. Yes. The next Where? one, player of the year in the Premier League, uh, Captain Liverpool. Henderson. Henderson. Yes. Henderson. yes. Um, the next, female footballer, plays for England and is at... Lucy um, Olymp- yep. Oh. um Yep. Well done. Uh, Manchester City legend. Um, Silva? David Silva? Uh, no, left the club now yeah um, No, um, I don't know where he is now. I don't know where he is. I can't remember. But he's Vincent Company. Uh, yes, defender. Yeah, okay. The next one um, has done wonderful things. You mentioned him earlier on at place for Manchester United. Marcus Lovely Rashford. Y- Marcus Rashford. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so Haley, five
2: for you. You are you are in the lead at the moment as the best describer.
0: Yes, thanks for making them easy for me. Abby's like, yeah, I know, Haley, make it easy.
2: <laughs> okay, oh my gosh. Okay, so it's all on me, ladies. I've got my phone ready. Abby, let me know when you're ready to go. Okay, I'm going to go now. Um legendary French footballer, follow the Seagulls, Manchester United, kung oh. fu kick at Crystal Palace. Oh, Eric Cantona. <laughs> Correct. Um Chelsea oh. manager. Oh, Lampard. Frank Lampard. Yes. Um, an England player and has a surname that's the same Word um, was voted one of the young players of the season. She's got white blonde hair. She's a Chelsea ladies player. Bethany England, correct. Ah, Liverpool player. He's not soft. He's he's something else. Eno. Uh, His first name sounds like an English name, but with an O on the end. Um, He's a regular. uh, (laughs) He's not soft,
1: but he's hardo.
2: I'm going to skip that one. Next one: Tottenham striker, become a legend at the club, plays for England.
0: Did I get Lampard because I said Frank Lampard and you just said Lampard? I was going for speed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was useless. It doesn't matter because Oh
0: god, <laughs> useless.
2: It was Roberto Firmino, by the way.
0: Ah oh, sorry, I just off. couldn't think honestly
2: couldn't think of anything else to say. Blimey, well, we talked about this happening earlier, didn't we? I've got four. What did we say about stealth Haley, Lindsay? Coming up from behind, nowhere in the last game, but in the rematch,
0: yes. Haley
2: mm. is the right. winner with well five. Well done, Haley!
0: And top top again, yet again,
2: yes again, Lindsay. We are tied, uh, four points each, both in joint second place. Haley coming up
1: the rear. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, what a fantastic game! We'll have to resume at some point in the new season. OK, let's finish on any other business with the competitiveness out of the way. It's time to highlight some of the smaller, maybe lesser known stories that we've picked up from the last seven days. Um, Lindsay, you're going to begin, aren't you, with um, an awesome Ibrahimović comparison.
1: Oh, I just love his quotes. And one of his most recent ones might even be the top one ever. Um, he said he's the Benjamin Button of football. <laughs> of <course he laughs> and is. only Zlatan of course. could say that. Um, I love him. I, he's the only person I think that I like who's arrogant.
2: Yes. And actually, well, funnily enough, this ties into his contract expiring um, at the end of the Italian season. Um, he said, people tell me that I'm old and tired, but I'm just getting warmed up.
0: Whoa. Uh, Haley. I have got a man who's doing amazing things over in Turkey. The former Chelsea assistant, Eddie Newton, has actually just won Traps on Spore, their first trophy in a decade. He'd actually gone there. He'd made the move to go there as an assistant, having been an assistant at Chelsea and has been given the job... well, he's he's been given an interim um, position and he's gone and blooming well um, won a trophy there. So oh, absolutely delighted for him. And as well, he's a black manager also. And we yes. don't have many of them over here in, in, in Britain at the moment. So hopefully he'll make his way back to... Could be the Premier League, could be the Championship, lower down or up in Scotland, but it'd be good to have him back. And um, it was very brave of him to head over to Turkey, into the unknown, to Mm. go and try a shot out there. and And it's paid off for him as well. Lindsay?
1: We mentioned her in um, Who's in the Bag? Uh, Bethany England, uh, she signed a new four-year deal to keep her at Chelsea Women. Um, so very good for, for Chelsea because she was easily the standout striker, I think, um, along with uh, Medemar last season. So great to keep hold of her and very good for the Lionesses as well. From
2: me, a student failed his French exam by a single mark, ladies, after he named Cristiano Ronaldo alongside a picture of a goat, G-O-A-T, of course. (laughs) This is from Sport Bible. Ahmed Nabil, who's 15, said it was um, a really hard test and one of the sections was to write the name of every animal that is pictured. But in French, he couldn't remember what the word for goat in French was, so instead he thought he'd do something creative and make a couple of his mates laugh. Um, He did fail the exam. I should add that. Onto the end Aww. Lindsay
1: uh, one for near you Kate um, and, a, and a club that we've mentioned a few times on the podcast because of our, our visit there once with a drone Dulwich Hamlet and um, they've had a stadium approved so the club have oh, announced yes. uh, so that council planning committee have approved the joint planning application with Meadow Residential uh, and that means they secure the club's home and the future in East Dulwich for 125 years good news Hayley
0: I have got um, Zidane leaving Real Madrid. Massive news here, Lucas Zidane. That is son of his dad's <laughs> not even going to continue to keep him at the club. Yeah, he spent 16 years at Real Madrid. He joined at the age of six. He actually was on loan last season at Racing Santander. He's a goalkeeper, so didn't quite follow in his father's footsteps in terms of position. He's he's in the sticks, obviously much more competition isn't there when you're a goalkeeper and yeah he doesn't want to just sit on the bench and it looks like he might sign for Montpellier but yeah his his dad's not going to keep him on at the club poor kid oh dear there we go Um, Chelsea legend
2: Branislav Ivanovic ladies I'm sure we'll all remember him he's accidentally dropped and broken the Russia Cup trophy that happened this week moments after Zenit had defeated FC Kimke Uh, Ivanovic is the captain um, of Zenit and lifted the trophy um, following a one Nil win, only to see it slip out of his grasp oh. a mere seconds later. Uh, the cups made of clear glass. This is what made it really bad. And the shards of the trophy could still be seen on the floor as Zenit players looked on in disbelief. Oh. Okay, I'll make that one the final one, ladies. Um, Thank you to our brilliant listeners and to you two, ladies, for what has been a very long but a very interesting season and enjoyable season as well on the Offside Rule. Uh, We're going to be continuing to post articles on our website, offsiderulepodcast.com. Leave us some reviews, please. Um, And also, uh, we'll be back with the WSL show in September as well as the Offside Rule as well. So we look forward to podcasting through the next season. Ladies, how are you spending
0: your off season? Hayley? I'm going to Cornwall, but we're currently in the middle of a heat wave this week, and next week it's going to rain. What? What? <laughs> Good timing. Mm-hmm. Welcome
2: oh, to God. British
1: holidaying. Uh, Lindsay? I'm going to enjoy five weeks off Kate Um, I'm going to hopefully meet up with you girls at some point but we're we're just going to enjoy having some time off a quick plug my final thing before I get time off um, an Olympics documentary on TalkSport this Sunday evening 8 till 9pm Olympic lockdown the road to Tokyo I've been working tirelessly this week so if you could give that a listen that would be great yes produced
2: by Lindsay Hooper it's my birthday tomorrow so I'm going to be celebrating that hopefully heading out to France if I don't have to quarantine when I return and just Enjoying some sun. Ladies, listeners, we will see you again in September.
0: Bye. 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 The Offside Rule is a Muddy Knees Media production. For sales and advertising, email sales at muddyneesmedia.com. My name is Matt Davis-Adams, I present the Athletics' Chelsea podcast straight out of Cobham and I'm a supporter of the two-time European champions Nottingham Forest. That's all well and good, but for the purposes of this promo, I want to tell you that I also host the very excellent Totally Football League show, where every week I'm joined by Swindon Town legend Sam Parkin and Southend stalwart slash journeyman Adrian Clarke as we follow this championship season to its conclusion. The Totally Football League Show is now part of the Athletics Network of Podcasts. And if you're an Athletic subscriber, you can hear ad-free versions of each episode on the Athletic app. But don't worry, if you really like adverts, you can hear them by searching for The Totally Football League Show on Apple, Spotify and all the usual podcast places. The Totally Football League Show with me, Matt Davis-Adams. Because there's football outside the Premier League too, you know? Muddy News Media